Welcome to the Distrust and Disparities podcast, Voices from the Margins of Healthcare. On this podcast, we will explore both current and historical cases of medical injustices within the American healthcare system. We will get into how we can overcome this systemic mistreatment, advocate for ourselves, and close the gap on poor health outcomes and disparities. I'm your host, Jasmine Moore, a registered nurse, and I am joined by my co-host and good friend, Camille White. In this episode, we will dive into why we started this podcast and what to expect when you tune in. Welcome to the very first episode of Distrust and Disparities podcast. We have all heard the negative statistics surrounding the health of Black, Indigenous, and people of color. Black mothers are three times more likely to die during childbirth. Black infant mortality is twice as high compared to white babies. African Americans are more likely to die from cancer. The life expectancy gap between marginalized ethnic groups continues to widen despite health advancements. We are constantly bombarded with those negative and disheartening statistics. And the blame is often placed on individuals and families versus a healthcare system that was not designed to promote and protect our health and livelihood. Behind each of those statistics and many more, racism plays a big factor and it is often ignored. A report released by the National Academy of Medicine in 2003 pointed out how in America, race is a determinant of health quality. Their study detailed how Black people and other ethnic minorities received lower qualities of health care than white people, even when age, income, insurance status, and even the severity of conditions were the same or comparable. But we already knew this, and we didn't need a researcher to tell us this. We have been having these conversations behind closed doors with close friends and with loved ones. We have been discussing how we have felt unheard and unseen while being cared for by medical professionals. Sometimes these conversations receive media attention, an outrageous situation like Flint, Michigan, or a high-profile celebrity such as Serena Williams, discussing how doctors ignored her complaints and had to advocate for her patient rights. These conversations of medical injustices are being had within our community. News coverage sheds light on these incidents briefly, and then we go back to our normal lives. These are not isolated events, and these conversations need to be amplified and continually addressed. As a registered nurse for over seven years, I have heard these conversations and witnessed firsthand racial bias and the impact of health disparities on marginalized communities. As a child, I remember my parents dressing up for doctor's appointments. They always said, make sure you look neat and presentable when you go to the doctor's office because you don't want them to not take you seriously. Reflecting back on this, I realized this was one of their ways of trying to counter racial biases they knew they would potentially encounter when they went to the doctor's office or hospital. And this saying has been passed down from generations to generations. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, and I grew up not too far from the world-renowned John Hopkins Hospital. It is ranked as one of the top medical institutions and teaching facilities. However, 
to my East Baltimore family, it was the last place they wanted to be taken in an emergency. It was walking distance from my aunt's house. And I remember my mom saying, if I'm dying, don't take me to Hopkins. My family will always talk about rumors of people being kidnapped off the street and experimented with at the hospital. Also, family members and friends that were treated at Hopkins often reported inferior treatment. They said the doctors and nurses looked down at them and in some cases were just rude. How can such a highly regarded institution have such a poor reputation with the surrounding community? I learned about the story of Henrietta Lacks, a Black woman who went for medical treatment for ovarian cancer at John Hopkins Hospital, and her cells were taken without her knowledge and used for medical research. Her family was still living in poverty in Baltimore before they were made aware of the money the medical facility was making off her cells. Her story is a pivotal example of medical injustices, and everyone should know the contribution her cells have made for medical advancement. Also, a full circle moment was when I was in nursing school and I had an internship with Hopkins School of Public Health with their Center for Health Disparity Solutions. They gave us the raw history of the institution and some of its racist practices. The health and life expectancy of the surrounding East Baltimore community was devastatingly low. Additionally, the hospital and university was displacing the low-income residents out of their own community. Hopkins was recognizing the distrust of the community in which it was supposed to be serving and working on ways to rebuild trust and close the health disparities gap. This internship was pivotal in opening my eyes to how health disparities is a multifactorial issue. For example, you have to take into account environmental, social, economic, and access to care and education. For the past three years, I have worked as a travel emergency department nurse in a wide variety of facilities from rural to urban. I am currently working in the Bronx in New York City. This opportunity has allowed me to see health inequities in action and to also advocate for my patients whenever possible. I did the majority of my training at a large urban teaching hospital. The population was largely Black. I just remember seeing so many young adults plagued with chronic illnesses, heart failure, end-stage renal disease, on dialysis, and uncontrolled diabetes. Many people were without primary care providers or even insurance. This was a stark Contrast to when I took a travel assignment to a private affluent healthcare facility. People had their primary care doctors on speed dial, private nurses were there with them in the hospital. Also, some of them even knew the CEO of the facility or would demand things like gluten free crackers or organic juice. I was stunned by the difference in care and health quality in the two neighborhoods. When COVID hit, it really shed a light on the health inequalities and distrust of the medical system by Black people and other communities of color. Our communities were disproportionately affected. Black people were three times more likely to contract COVID-19 and nearly twice as likely to die from it. People were shocked by this huge gap in health outcomes and wondering how we got here. But COVID-19 was just following the typical pattern of long-standing health disparities. 
When the vaccine became available, the most vulnerable and at-risk populations needed to be targeted first. However, there was a lot of distrust and hesitancy to get vaccinated amongst marginalized communities. For example, within the Black community, people were recalling one of the most widely known instances of medical injustice, the Tuskegee Syphilis Study. The entire country was desperate to rapidly build trust within marginalized communities to encourage them to get the vaccine. However, this could not be accomplished overnight. The country should have been acknowledged the past medical injustices that have led to deep-rooted distrust of the American medical system. COVID-19 has inspired me to keep the conversations about health disparities and distrust within our communities going and to also seek out people and organizations working to create solutions. So what can you expect when you tune in bi-weekly to the Distrust and Disparities podcast? We will take an in-depth look into a case of medical inequality or an injustice faced by Black, Indigenous, and people of color. We will examine the unique barriers and challenges faced while navigating the American healthcare system. We will explore how Black people and other people of color often feel unseen and unheard when seeking medical care. Additionally, we will dive into some of the origins of racial bias within the medical field. This critical and honest look will allow us to understand this deep-rooted mistrust within our communities that still persists to this day. We will look at both current and historical cases. You can expect to hear stories about Black women in childbirth, Henrietta Lacks, mental health treatment, James Marion Sims, modern-day sterilization of women, the Tuskegee Syphilis Study, and more stories of inequalities and injustices. Oftentimes, we talk about these situations and then we don't hear about them until the next unspeakable event occurs, making it seem like these are isolated events or rare occurrences. No lasting interventions are implemented and no changes are made to the system. In addition to discussing the true cases of medical injustices, we thought it would be important to highlight organizations and individuals working with marginalized communities to dismantle racist healthcare practices and improve health outcomes. Just talking about the problem is not enough. As we have seen, many of these issues that we will discuss have been well-studied and documented by researchers. However, researching and studying the problem without taking action to change the dire outcomes should be a crime. Many of our medical institutions and healthcare systems are guilty of this. This podcast strives to support and amplify the people and organizations doing the work, be it bringing awareness to issues, providing education, or connecting people to resources. Our goal on distrust and disparities is to shout out these organizations and boost the amazing work they are doing. These organizations are working hard to change this racist and oppressive system and are coming up with unique solutions to break the barriers to adequate health care. We want to spread the education and resources they offer and help them reach as many people as possible. As listeners, you can support these organizations in many ways. Go follow their social media, pass along their resources to a person in need, or make a donation to help them continue their work. Also, we hope that you will be inspired to tackle a health disparity issue important to you and take the first steps to advocating for those in need. As one of our favorite podcasts says, 
We want to build an ecosystem where people of color feel comfortable telling their stories. They can find resources to educate and advocate for themselves and support our own organizations actually doing the work. So who is this podcast for? For those of us that have ever felt unseen or unheard during a doctor's appointment or a hospital visit. For those who have wondered if I'm being treated this way because I'm Black, Latino, Native American, non-cisgendered, queer, or identify with any other marginalized community. If you've ever had to advocate for yourself or a loved one to get access to baseline medical care or treatments. If you want to learn more about the medical injustices and health disparities affecting historically marginalized communities. If you want education and resources on how to advocate for yourself and take control of your health. If you want to learn more about and support amazing organizations creating unique solutions to close health disparity gaps and improve our quality of care. If you are a health professional like me and want to learn ways you can advocate for your patients or check your racial bias. Thanks for listening. Tune in every other week for the latest episode from the Distrust and Disparities podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. And if you have any particular topics you would like covered on the podcast or a personal story you would like to share, please email us at distrustanddisparities at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you.